The Great Canadian Talk Show. There's only a couple of watts, but I brought the truth to everyone within three blocks of the west side of campus. No way! Yes way! And now, let's get right down to business with Marty Gold. Welcome to the Great Canadian Talk Show Podcast. I'm Marty Gold. Uh, this edition of the podcast is going to be uh, a little uh, shorter than most and more along the lines of a commentary, I think. Uh, and it fits in well with the realm of what we've often seen a question period at City Hall at various points where somebody wanted to uh, maybe try to do a bit of a gotcha on the mayor or on the chair of, say, Public Works or something. And uh, Russ Wyatt, Councillor Wyatt, was especially famous for this back in the day, uh, where the premise was, were you aware? Was the mayor aware? Was the the city councillor aware? Was the chair of Public Works aware? Were you aware, you, my listeners, that there's a proposal out there that is winding its way towards city council to permanently remove a gift that was given to the city in 1965 from Assiniboine Park. The Assiniboine Park Conservancy, uh, that would be a group of so-called leading business figures on that board, at some point, they decided that they didn't want any part of this gift that had been given to the city many decades ago. And so during the course of the reconstruction of uh, the park, the uh, especially when they were building the so-called diversity gardens, the leaf, there was a lot of construction around the grounds and things had to be moved out of the way. And one of the things that was moved out of the way was a monument that had been given to the city when the city operated the park. Now it's on a lease to this group of business people operating a nonprofit. The city had gotten a gift in 1965 from the Fraternal Order of Eagles, Airy number 23. A monument. It's a depiction of the Ten Commandments. Now, in 2008, the city entered into a lease with the Assiniboine Park Conservancy, with all assets within the park being owned by the city. 2017, they moved this monument of the Ten Commandments. In 2019, the Conservancy approached the Fraternal Order of Eagles to see if they would be interested in moving the monument to a new location at the Conservancy's cost. Now, this was uh, plan was in motion until the pandemic. The plans were put on hold as a result. And it appears that in the winter of 2022, though it might have been in late 2021, because I I can't narrow down the date, at some point, a couple of years ago, the Conservancy was told that the Fraternal Order of Eagles no longer wished to relocate the monument. Now, the monument is a city-owned asset. And so the city, in January of 2020, having created a welcoming Winnipeg reconciling our history policy. Somehow it fell on that policy and on people administering that policy to determine, quote, what is the appropriate next step for the Ten Commandments religious monument? 
And so this goes to a committee of citizens. What kind of citizens, I'll explain, of course. And this committee of community members, that's the formal name, CCM, no ice skates involved, the committee of community members, they, ha- on the city's website, you'll find a page, it says, we're, we're considering the following requests. And these are requests variously to name something, uh, like a park, let's say, to rename something, from something supposedly colonial to something supposedly more inclusive, as an example. And so they stage manage these proposals and they pretend to be interested in what the public has to think. Providing the option of a short online survey, you could appear as a delegation uh, with a maximum of five minutes to address the committee or call a phone number, uh, give the ID number of this project proposal and explain whether you agree or don't agree that the committee should uh, support the proposal or decline the proposal. They collect feedback for all of two weeks. Now, what happens when the community doesn't know that something's being considered? Good question. I Maybe one of the city councilors told their constituents, hey, there's a proposal for the park that's owned and loved by all of us that maybe you might want to chime in on, but I'm not aware yet of any councilors that did so. There are two city councilors on the board of Assiniboian Park. One would be the uh, councillor for the area. Previously would have been Kevin Klein, now Evan Duncan. I sent an inquiry to Kevin Klein, now a provincial cabinet minister uh, for the Heather Stephenson government, uh, just to see what he knows or recollects about this. I haven't reached out to Evan Duncan yet. I've never had a conversation with Councillor Duncan. And I did confirm Councillor Mays. He is an appointee of council, I guess, as a whole. Um, and that he uh, was on the board briefly and has been on the board since 2018. So at least two city councillors who would appear were aware of this proposal at the time. It goes to this committee of community members, this, uh, I guess, proposal from the... Uh, it comes from the conservancy itself. And so I quote to you from this document, guided to me by a loyal listener. In the spring of 2017, the Ten Commandments monument was removed from Assiniboine Park when construction began on Canada's diversity gardens. At the time, there was uncertainty about what should be done with the monument, so APC placed it in storage. When considering what to do with it, there are questions about whether the park is still the best location for this type of religious monument. This change request continues to acknowledge. While the religious monument is part of the Winnipeg's history, APC's goal is as a not-for-profit organization entrusted to steward Assiniboine Park and its assets is to nurture a sense of community within our park that makes all feel welcome, accepted, and comfortable to be themselves. APC, the Assiniboine Park Conservancy, where nobody in their executive offices makes less than $100,000 a year, APC has considered this very, very carefully in light of recent debate about historical monuments and believe that reinstalling the monument may make the park feel less welcoming for some members of our community. I'm going to repeat that in plain English. The people that run Assiniboia Park 
they have convinced themselves that a monument that's been there since 1965 of the Ten Commandments, which I can recite in the original language in Hebrew, the Ten Commandments makes some people feel unwelcome, potentially. They did get in this proposal that they forwarded, uh, or I mean, I'm not even sure Cinnabon Park got this this comment or if it came to the committee, this citizens committee, about about keeping the monument, pointing out people of Christian, Jewish, and Muslim faiths who are strong supporters of this moral code would no longer feel fully accepted in the park knowing that this very important monument in the park since 1965 was removed for no sound reason. This supporter of the monument also noted two-thirds of indigenous people claim to be Christians. Thus, a certain level of moral belief could be maintained which would help reconciliation rather than hinder it. Now, the Citizens Committee uh, asserting uh, in this uh, proposal uh, coming forward, I guess, again, the Conservancy, that this site has historical significance to Aboriginal people tied in with the Assiniboian Nation and the history around the Assiniboian River. If this request is not supported, would there be a negative impact on the community? And they answered yes. Reinstalling the monument may, may, may make the park feel less welcoming for some members of our community. Well, for who? The godless communists? The people that are uh, have some sort of beef with the uh, uh, Fraternal Order of Eagles? This monument was part of a long-standing project starting in the 1940s of the FOE internationally, I guess uh, technically North America. A Minnesota juvenile court judge named uh, Rugemer launched a campaign to have a copy or a monument of the Ten Commandments put in juvenile courts and public parks across Canada and the United States. Why? To provide a moral foundation for troubled youth. And so evidently, in 1965, this monument was one of them. I was shocked to learn of this today. I was shocked I had not heard about it. The comment period is closed. And the committee is apparently still considering this matter. The only other background I could find on this was uh, an article in the Free Press... And I may have missed something. And if I missed something, by all means, folks, clue me in. An article in the Free Press, written by John Longhurst, Thou shalt or shalt not be inclusive, that ran on June the 11th of 2022. I never saw hide nor hair of this. So it recounts this suggestion that this arm's length from the city agency uh, wants to instead of relocating the monument back, taking it out of storage, putting it back where it started or nearby, they want to remove it. The story noting that there was a change.org petition, which again, I had not noticed, that got about 1,100 signatories. Ed Hume, a retired teacher, who says he's a Christian, sent a letter to Mayor Bowman, members of council, arguing that it's been taken out of a public space where there is no law against keeping it there. It belongs to the city and citizens of Winnipeg, said Hume, adding the decision 
whether or not to remove it belongs to elected councillors and the mayor, not the conservancy. And so evidently that may be one of the consequences. Uh, I'm not sure if this has resulted in going over to this committee, this so-called welcoming Winnipeg committee, uh, or if if it, uh, I don't know if it's a cause and effect or not. Point is, it's with this committee. Ed Hume had started a petition, got over a thousand signatures on it, There's a battle out there, Hume told the Free Press, over what is an acceptable monument. Someone needs to hold the Conservancy accountable. The Manitoba chapter of the Fraternal Order of Eagles. Uh, In 2022, Daryl Lee spoke with the Free Press, and look what he revealed. It wasn't a request. We had no input. It was more like, come pick up your monument. They're leaving it up to the process now, the FOE is. Hume said he's concerned about whether the public will be informed when welcoming committee will be considering the monument's future and if members of the public will be allowed to make presentations. Uh, Now, I think it's pretty obvious if I didn't hear about it, a lot of other people didn't hear about it, and presentations were closed, but Councillor Ross Eady, speaking of the free press, said that Hume and others will have a chance to make public submissions when the monument issue goes through the process. I contacted Councillor Edie uh, today just to jog his memory since he was uh, quoted in this new story. He said, I heard about this, uh, what, two years ago? The first thing that came to mind is what provisions under the Conservancy Agreement relate to naming and creation of park elements uh, with its own process, given that welcoming Winnipeg only deals with the overall park name. So here's something that went to this committee and a city councillor who was quoted in the free press story doesn't, from on the surface, doesn't even think they have jurisdiction to deal with the monument and the fate of the monument. Isn't that amazing? Technically, Ross Eadie wrote to me this morning as I record this, all facility, monuments, and all on art assets are under the control of the conservancy. So it was under their control, according to Ross Eady, and they've given it to a committee that doesn't have control. A little bit of buck passing? Trying to uh, shield themselves, the Conservancy board, from criticism for daring to think that a monument depicting the Ten Commandments was going to offend anybody that the general community should really be too concerned about? Mind-blowing. While budgets for Cinnaboyan Park run through the SPC on Community Services, I'm not sure what SPC is, it's an abbreviation for something at council, I guess. Uh, ultimately, this from Councillor Edie, it's more than likely EPC has actual responsibility for the park, similar to the Convention Center and Center Venture, I'll put an inquiry into the CAO's office for anything factual, doing it shortly. And so Ross Seedy, the deputy speaker of the city council, the elected representative of Minarski Ward, is looking into this. I have put out an inquiry to Councillor Klein. Councillor Mays confirming he's still on the board. I'm not going to, I just want to find out what Klein knew as the uh, councillor for the area. And I don't know that Evan Duncan, the new councillor, he might not know anything about this at all. I can tell you I've gone through the board of this, uh, the committee of, of uh, uh, welcoming Winnipeg, community, uh, this uh, 
com- committee of community, a number of them not born in our city, uh, identifiably come from the far left side, bordering on extremist uh, elements of the far left politically, not people that you instinctively look at as being very accommodating towards religious organizations, religious groups, religious sentiments, and their role in the history of our community. And so I'm asking you, what do you think? Do you think that the city of Winnipeg, a committee of the city of Winnipeg, should be recommending to the city? And again, there was no outreach. This window to comment was two weeks long. Nobody heard about this. I don't even know how Ed Hume found out, but he did garner a thousand signatures. What do you think? Do you think the city of Winnipeg should be removing a monument depicting the Ten Commandments, the foundation of our legal system, the foundation of our, uh, frankly, of, of, of our entire society, a Judeo-Christian society that Canada was built upon, the Ten Commandments, forming the foundation of the beliefs of those who settled Manitoba and the West. Do you think that the city of Winnipeg should in any way support removing the monument permanently or should take a position that it isn't appropriate for a Cinnaboyan Park? It was located near, uh, what's it called? Is it Locomotive Way? Locomotive Lane is right right by the train. People saw it for 60 years. 50 years. 52 years it was there. Had to do the math in my head. Be interested in your feedback on this. MartyGoldLive at gmail.com. I'll continue to just root out where this is. It, it looks like it's in limbo with this committee. Uh... And, and uh, a lot of, there are a number of people identified as educators and uh, others. No, I, I didn't identify anybody that would seem like a conventional church or, or somebody who, uh, how should I put this? Somebody who would necessarily uphold the traditions of our city. But this isn't only a religious monument. This is a historical monument. It was a gift from the FOE to the city representing the sentiments, not just of the FOE, as I recall, as a Catholic organization, Roman Catholic organization. Ten Commandments represented the foundational beliefs of hundreds of thousands of Winnipegers for like a century or more. Right? The city was, uh, Manitoba was 1970 at the city centennial was I think seventy was city centennial seventy two uh, founding rather was seventy two. Uh, I just found this very disturbing that it, that the conservancy and we can go through the names of who's on that board another time uh, that they thought that this was you know it's like they don't want to be bothered with it. They're concerned they're going to take flack from who radical Marxist communist god haters. They're scared of them. They think that they should shun. And I would dare say the majority in our community, and if it's not a majority, it's a sizable minority, the Jews, the Christians, the Muslims, who adhere to the tenets 
of the Ten Commandments and wouldn't see any harm, and in fact would probably agree with the original gift, gift, giftors, that this would be a good, a, 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 a good visual reminder to troubled youth, as an example, the example that was used, to give them some moral core, to give them some behavioral standards to aspire to. That has nothing to do with welcoming or not welcoming immigrants from Africa, immigrants from South America, immigrants from, uh, from Asia, immigrants from anywhere else in the world, or the Aboriginal community. And again, as the one supporter pointed out, uh, many, many Aboriginal people themselves identify as Christian in one manner or another. I was quite shocked by this. I wanted to bring it forward in this commentary to uh, the listeners of the Great Canadian Talk Show podcast. Get your feedback, of course. Uh, MartyGoldLive at gmail.com. Your support, always welcome. Nobody else in the media covered this. I mean, religion is this was buried in a religion column in the Free Press last June. It should have been a news story. I'm not finding, now it could be Google missed something. I'm not finding any evidence, any Winnipeg newsroom brought this to light so that people would be able to participate in the process. Another good reason to support the independent work that we do here with the Great Canadian Talk Show. And if this goes to city council, and it, and it looks like it will one way or the other, it doesn't look like this committee does make a decision. They can only make a recommendation. And it looks like the Conservancy realizes they can't just do this you know, they remove it and then they don't put it back. That's a horn it says for them. So it looks like it'll come to council. So remember, folks, if you think that a monument depicting the Ten Commandments is a healthy and suitable kind of display in a public park in the city of Winnipeg, and you want to support it when it comes to council, I'll make sure to let you know. You know Why? Because, as we like to say around here, you have the power. Because of you, the Great Canadian Talk Show has made headlines for over 15 years and forced important issues to be acknowledged and dealt with. The problem here is that they want everything their own way in every situation. It's unpalatable to the general public, but they're frozen out by the process. There is no funding to pay the bills for holding the government accountable. They just see money. Of course, it's your tax dollars, but it's being spent on their pet projects. We're on your side. A lot of these people in special interest groups, they don't bear any relationship to your life out there. They don't have any handle on what your reality is in your neighborhood. Support old-fashioned investigative reporting that matters. The best source of information is not the city councillor. It is this program and you listeners. Support TGCTS today. Thanks for listening to The Great Canadian Talk Show. If you want to email Marty, send it to tgcts1 at gmail.com. Or follow him on Twitter at tgcts. I